welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today our guest is former cricketing umpire in Simon Torfell. Now Simon was a uh, cricketing umpire and a well-known cricketing umpire for many years and he umpired at the highest level and was five times voted the ICC Umpire of the Year. He's, he's voted Australian Sports Official of the Year and a former ICC performance and training manager. And Simon's, well, I could say he's uh, learned a lot about leadership uh, when you're out there on the field and there's cameras pointing everywhere to make decisions, but also observe leadership and action uh, with, with all the players and the experiences that he's had on and off, both on and off the field. And a lot of that can be reflected in his book, recent book called Finding the Gaps. And you can find out about that uh, link to our notes on the uh, link on our podcast site, as well as contacting uh, points for Simon as well. Okay, so now welcome, Simon. So we're chatting before we started our recording, and um, the, the key thing I wanted to ask you is what's the key, the, the number one in your mind, do you think is the key takeaway from watching, uh, being part of a um, high-profile high-performance sport to leadership within an organisation? Yeah, Ross, great to be with you. Look, it's a fascinating question around the experiences through elite sport and have the transferable skills that I think you're referring to from sport to business or sport to parenting mm. or just being um, a, a career advocate. Yeah. Um, number one for me, when I give advice to people about how to get to the top in something in their chosen field, it's about being authentic and being the, being yourself, being really true and honest and fair income with yourself and not trying to be someone else. I think related to that then are those areas of personal discipline um, around hard work and passion and drive and application and commitment. They all are sort of your own DNA a little bit. Yeah. They all sort of, they can't be taught necessarily, but they can be worked upon and improved. But I think it's important to, for people to realise that they can do things, providing that they try to be the best version of themselves and not yeah, try to be yeah. someone else. And that's, and that's one of the key. And that's, I see that so often in corporate life. They, they try to do what they perceive is the expectation of them or mm. try, to be, try to be better than the person in the office next door or, think mm. they're be, or they just think they're better than the office, than better than the person in the office next door. Like it's... So your comparisons are all in your head. It's yeah. all comparing where, I mean, if you're going out to, to bat in the cricket test, you're not trying to, be, to bat as well as your captain or, or you think you are. That You've got to concentrate on your own game. Otherwise, yeah. you're out real quick. And then yeah, that's, and that's the message you can't take your coach you with you. No, you can't take your manager with you and you can't take your mentor with you. And, yeah, yeah. you're on your, on your own and, and you've yeah, really you know, got to learn that self-sufficiency and that survival and that yeah. ability to adapt and think on your feet and to make decisions, whatever they are, that suit your style and your personality and capability. That's right. And that's, to me, that's, and that's the critical, and I see that um, as, when, you, when you're saying that, that's the critical aspect is being yourself, being true to your inner self and not mm. start comparing, doing whatever you're going to be doing in your head. Because I would have thought coming out to bat at the MCG with 100,000 people, you might, you might think you have some company, but really 
that's very, very lonely because it's just you. It's funny, Ross, when you mentioned the MCG. So I made my debut in front of 80-odd thousand people at the yeah. MCG 20-odd years ago, and that's exactly the feeling. You're out there on your own, but you do have a partner in a mate, so there yeah. is the team aspect, and you've got to yeah. work together and, and help yeah. each other and, and leverage off that teamwork. But there are moments when it's just you, and particularly when you go back to your room after a day's play and you ask yourself the question, if I had today over again, would I do anything differently? Yeah. And you've only got that accountability with a person that you see in the mirror because mm. you know your game best and you know whether you've really applied yourself and given it 110% through effort and application and have yeah. you really committed to the opportunity. And you can't, yeah. you can try and, and fool yourself, but ultimately <laughs> you're left with that same person in the mirror, aren't you? <laughs> like you, you, put up, you put up your finger and give a batsman out you can't yeah. blame the other umpire for doing it. No, it's like, no. Yes. and it's a good point you raised, Ross. It's about ownership and taking ownership uh, of what you do and what you don't do mm. and being accountable for that. And you can't deny and deflect any of that. You've got to be true to yourself. That's right, exactly. Like in a corporate life, there's always, it's the people who blame. Oh, it's not my fault. It's, it's someone yeah. else's fault or it's this and that. And that's, that's where things, to me, start to slide as a leader. You've got to take that accountability now, it may be someone else that you've delegated to didn't do so well, but yep. it's still, you've still got to hold yourself accountable because you, you're the one who did the delegation. Did you delegate right. it to the wrong person? You know, all this, et cetera, et cetera. Spot on, mate. When I hear those two red flags of denial or deflection, uh, that is a massive, it's a massive red flag for me. And it's always been fascinating for me to listen to captains after a match when they're interviewed or after a series. And the best leaders, the best captains, are the ones who give credit for the team's success to say that the bowlers did a great mm. job or the batting yep. uh, top four really lifted and performed well. And then when things don't go well and they lose, it's the captain or the leader who takes responsibility yeah. for the loss. Um, and so you've got to be massively credit-focused when things go well to other mm. people and then take personal responsibility as the leader or the captain or the coach mm. to say, obviously, there are things we need to improve. I'll take responsibility for that. I'll put my hand up and I'll try and fix what's not working. Yeah, and that's the key. I'll fix what's not working. It's not me to go out and make 100 tomorrow, which it can be, Yeah. but I'll fix what's working, whatever that is, but I'll fix it. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I find it fascinating, Ross, that in the corporate world, there is no scoreboard. There's no, no. you know, <laughs> there's no table of, you know, who's on top. And there are measures, of course, with, you know, um, budget and financial performance. Yeah. But it's about the process. And what I've learned in sport is that if you get the process right, the outcomes and the achievements and the results will take care of themselves. And so in the work that I do with people now, it's all about asking those process-based questions around, you know, if I had today over again, what would I do differently? So that very simply is, what do I keep doing, stop doing, or start doing? Start doing, yes. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's a continuous improvement cycle. Uh, and if you get every day right, if you get every week right, if you get every month right, the 12-month process will take care of itself. That's right. And that, that there's three words, and I find myself saying that or asking that many times. Uh, yeah. And we, we do it quite often, uh, like when I'm trying to gauge get, getting feedback about someone's performance. Yeah. yeah. Like what, what should Simon be stopped? What, what do you think he should stop doing? What should he start doing? And what should he keep yeah. doing? It's all yeah. about – and there again, if, if you're asking yourself that, 
um, to me, good leaders go and ask other people of themselves, what should I be doing? What should I start, keep doing, stop, stop doing, start doing? Because you've got yeah. to seek that feedback. You can't just analyse it all yourself because sometimes it can be a bit tainted, a bit biased in your yep. perception of how something went. Well, sport's a bit different because you're out, you're out. Like, or, or you've kicked the goal, you kicked the goal, but it's a bit more subjective in the corporate yep. world because of the length the length of the, the timeline. Once a year, looking at budgets, uh, mm. you need to, but you na- don't, can't wait till the scoreboard goes up at the end of the year. Mm. When well, a sport gets shorter, yeah. Sorry? Feedback's a fascinating topic. I was only doing a session for a group the other day on this particular topic. And as a match official, as a cricket umpire, I haven't met one that doesn't crave feedback around how did I look? Um, how did I go? What did you think? Um, we all want the feedback, but none of us wants to hear the bad stuff. So the, the first key message around <laughs> feedback is that we have to accept all feedback and we don't prejudge as soon as we get that feedback because that will shut the conversation down. So number one, accept all feedback. Number two then is about deciding what to keep and what to yeah, throw away. Yeah. And what, what uh, feedback do you take as feed forward? So feed forward is the massive concept that I think people can start to think about around I want feedback that's specific to what I want to do or, or, or what I want to achieve because uh, opinions are, are very forthcoming. Everyone's got an opinion about everything. So you only really, 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 really want to try and get feedback that's specific to what are you trying to work on right now mm. and then ask yourself the question, okay, is everyone else wrong or is it me? And deciding what feedback to feed forward into means you need to think about the source. Does the source have my best interest at heart? Mm. Is the source credible? Does the source know what they're talking about? And does it have any relevance to me? And then you look for the trends in that feedback to then yeah. feed forward into your next opportunity or performance. Yeah, yes. it's, and, that, and that's that, that, and you hit the key words there. You know, you've got to know what to jettison, mm. where you, whether you cut that anchor or whether you pick that up and look at it and put it in the mirror and look at it. Um, because if you try to react, let's say you take on the feedback, but if you take on all feedback, um, some of the feedback's not quality, but at the same time, if there's too many bits of feedback, where do I yeah. start? And you'll start, with the easy, you'll start with the easy one that's probably not that, that really important. If you go changing your game all the time because of every bit of feedback you get, <laughs> you never know quite where you're up to. So uh, what we need to do is to identify the one thing that's holding us back from achieving that next level of performance. And that's why I said we need to look at that feedback that's related to our one thing. That's really what we're working on right now. That one thing that's going to take us to the next level. Yeah, And it's like when we open this up, when we're talking about the key thing you can take across the the corporate Mm. world, which is the authenticity. Mm. But that's the one, that's one thing. Now there might be, 10 things I can do mm. to, to stick to my, my authenticity, that's fine. Yep. But I know in my mind I've got to be true to my inner self, my authentic yep. self. Then you have a little checklist how to do that um, yep. rather than have big picture things all over the place or getting confused yep. between what's micro and what's macro. That's- yeah, and this is why it's important, I think, Ross, to really engage a coach or someone who knows you particularly well or someone who can open you up to concepts around being specific. So if you want to improve your authenticity, 
That could be anything. So for you, that might mean honesty. For me, that might mean approachability or mm. effective listening skills. And so that coach really should help you identify and drill down to that one particular element relating to that, that topic that actually is the thing that's going to unlock your progression to the next level. Um, and being specific for me is really the thing that sport tries to encourage because there's nowhere to hide. You know, you can't fudge the figures. You can't fudge the results. It's very transparent. It's very open. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I hear lots of people in their goal setting and their objectives and their planning talk about, oh, I want to be a better communicator. Well, is that, is that written communication? Is it verbal communication? Yeah. You know, what is it? What, what, what Body you know, language. paint me a picture. Yeah, paint me a picture. And, and I think that's why I would advocate that everyone should have a coach. Everyone should look to improve on a daily basis that's consistent with that one thing that's being very specific. Uh, that's what right. I want to do. It's all drills down. So if it's, you're mm. talking about communication. So in your mind, like, like it'd be your, your mind, Ross, I can imagine you asking me this, what mm. are the things that you describe, what's in your mind is what is a good, good communicator? Mm. And I might say two things, then you might say, have you considered listening? Yes. <laughs> like, like, oh, no, I didn't consider that. Well, then that that's what gets people up. So you, then you've got that. That, that checklist of these are the things specifically I have to do to be a good communicator. Because quite yeah. often that descriptor is, is a nice to have, but it's the little things that make or break you actually doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, there's a wonderful technique around role reversal of, you know, tell me who you think is a great communicator. Okay. And then tell me why you think they're a great communicator. And is, are those are the sorts of things that you do or what elements of what they do do you think that you can improve upon? So one of the things that I looked at when I started my umpiring career was I looked at the best attributes in all the other international umpires. And I didn't try to be a Dickie Bird, a Daryl Hare, uh, a David Shepherd. I looked at the best umpires going around and I looked at their one quality that was better than anybody else. And I said to myself, what part of their game do they do really well that I need to improve to mm. be to their standard in that particular area. And what can I learn from them to be the best Simon Towful cricket umpire that I can yeah. be? Uh, and then I'll be myself. I'll be that version. I'm not going to umpire like a David Shepherd. I'm not going to umpire like a Daryl Hare. And that's why I think that I go back to that authenticity, that being genuine, yeah, being true yeah. to yourself. Yeah, um, it's, it's so it's, important. It's something, it's umpiring like a Simon Towful. Yeah. But, but you learn. But you're learning from everyone else. Yeah. Correct. You look at that one thing that someone does better than anybody else. And so, and so when I was going through my career, I'd looked at the best race car driver in Michael Schumacher. I'd looked at the best tennis player in Roger Federer. I'd look at the best golfer in Tiger Woods yeah. and say, what is in their DNA, in their process, that makes them world-class? And how do I get to being world-class in my chosen field yeah. by learning from what they do? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like having a it's a, having mentors. You don't mm. have to know your mentor, but it's but it's that openness and willingness to grow and develop yourself. Um, which there again, that's another key takeaway is the fact you've got to concentrate. What do I need to be doing to grow and develop myself to be the best I can be? Without comparing yeah. yourself to someone else, it's. Yeah, and, and this yeah. is why, you know, that self-discipline aspect around sport is so vital for us to learn from because it's about challenging yourself and always yeah. thinking that room for improvement. And it, I, if I could draw the analogy of stretching a muscle. 
So a good coach and yourself as, a, as someone who wants to get better should always be looking to stretch. What, what can I do better? What can I do longer? What can I do faster? What can I do to a higher standard? Mm. And look at those particular elements and say, how do I stretch myself in those areas? Um, and challenge yourself. Because if you're not challenging yourself, um, your competition certainly is, and your competition <laughs> will pass you by. And that's, that's, that's so true. It's challenging yourself to be uh, a bit of a cliche I'm about to say is that mm. challenge yourself to be the best version of yourself, but it is just challenging yourself to keep improving. Yeah. So, um, and, and yeah, I, right. I know, yeah, no doubt you're doing that. Like you're not umpiring anymore, but you're still challenging yourself to improve. Oh uh, yeah. Ross, I love going places where I've never been before. Mm. So one of the reasons why I left umpiring was because I figured I'd umpire enough games of cricket. I figured that I'd been able to count for six and put the finger up uh, mostly at the right time. Okay. Uh, and then I went into training and performance management, which was a new area for me. Okay. And I made a lot of mistakes and I learned a lot. And then I moved on to an assessment and selection role with Cricket Australia, something that I hadn't done before. And then I did a mat bit of match refereeing and that's something new that I haven't done before. Mm. Uh, and then I wrote a book and that was something that I hadn't done before. Hadn't done before. <laughs> you know, and, and now I'm, I'm, I'm working with elite corporate people which is something that I hadn't done before. Yeah. But each time I'm, I'm sort of pushing myself into areas and going places where I've never been. And that in itself is pushing yourself and driving yourself and you're self-discovering what works and what doesn't work. And then you're constantly refining. And I think that's part of the beauty of innovation. Well, thanks, Simon. Look, um, it's come to a time when uh, I think we've probably reached our length of our podcast recording today. But that, to me, that... Um, uh, just finishing on what you were just saying is that mm. continual learning and discovering yourself is one of the keys. And it's mm. it's when, the day when you think, oh, no, I've discovered myself enough. <laughs> and that's, that's when things pass you by. Because the moment you stop, the world keeps going and discovering itself. You have no control over that. So you've got to keep discovering yourself to keep pace as a leader, particularly. Yeah, Russell, I'll finish with a quote if I can. Yep, you the can. The, the price of discipline is far less than the pain of regret. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. Yes, it's very hard to catch up when you've got the pain of regret. Pain catch up, not so good. So look, good thank, yeah, thank you uh, for Soul and Spy Leadership listeners out there. I thank you for listening with uh, Simon Torfield today, um, who's, uh, well, to me, a, a great guest and I've normally seen over the years on TV uh, umpiring cricket games and it's great to have him on seeing how he's transferred those skills into the corporate world and adding value to the corporate world and to, to the new leadership to me going forward. So thanks Tyfnell. Uh, sorry, Tyfnell. Thanks. <laughs> thank oh, I've lost the plot. Thank you, Simon. Thank Please you, Simon. Yeah, it's been <laughs> certainly a journey. Cheers, mate. Bye for now. Yep.